Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 Let's go! So, Storm Babette has affected two of the Premiership games this weekend. Tomorrow, no football in Perth. St Johnson Motherwell is off. Not good news for Paul McGinn and co, but his brother Stephen is here. And Aberdeen Dundee also off because of the weather. And in the Championship are both against Wraith Rovers. Give you the full card later but no problems at Ibrox Rangers up against Hibs first match in charge for Philippe Clement we're going to hear from him shortly he's been speaking to the media today and also Ross County against St Mirren St Mirren joint second top of the table and Kilmarnock against Livy goes ahead and then Sunday Hearts against Celtic is on and we'll hear from the manager of the month for September seems a while ago now Brendan Rogers and the player of the month Matt O'Reilly Stephen is here as we mentioned Barry's back as well Barry good news it's not affected most of the games tomorrow and it won't affect uh, Ibrox I wonder how the Rangers fans are feeling new manager in town yeah I'm sure they're excited Paul um, looking forward to the game tomorrow looking forward to seeing his, his first starting 11 Um and what style of play that the Philip Clement is going to bring to the, the Rangers team. So looking forward to it. But it's going to be a tough one, Paul, um, since Nick Montgomery's come into Hibs. He's certainly got them playing in a, a certain way, very attack-minded. So it's going to be a tough one for Rangers tomorrow. But I'm looking forward to the game, obviously. It's Philip Clement's first game and see what changes he's going to be making to this Rangers team everyone says it there can only be one winner in this town it's going to be some rest of the season Celtic the team to catch seven points clear manager of the month Brendan Rogers. listen it's a great testament to the how consistent the players were and how well they'd done and, and performed and obviously for for the staff here at the club I, I'm obviously the figurehead for the team but there's a lot of great work goes on in behind that so uh, yeah, it's a congratulations to to everyone. And Rich, uh, injury update from Rogers. Yeah, yeah, Dyson's okay. He uh, he just had a slight knock after the Kilmarnock game. So, um, and with it being friendlies, I think the communication between our medical team and their medical team meant that he didn't have to travel. So, he was able to have some treatment for a few days. But he's been training now over a week, so he's absolutely fine. Uh, Mike, as you say, he's back in now. This is him ten days or so into his training. So. Um, getting sharper every day and, and finding his football fitness so, um, so that's really good news but still to finalise what the score will look like but most important thing is he's back training and, uh, and available Stephen's probably another two weeks away from training with the team he's out on the field working with the rehabilitation teams but and doing very very well uh, Leal Abada is uh, yeah still a little bit of time away December he was earmarked to come back so, uh, so he's still uh, on course for that what about the Rangers news? Let's hear from Clement, the latest on the injury front. I thought Cantwell will be back, Jack Ryan will be back, but with not playing 90 minutes, it's also one important thing that you guys need to know. I always work in a really good way together with medical staff. I'm really on top of that. So in the beginning 
all medical staffs, they are a little bit surprised because I want to know all the details. I want to discuss about all the things. I want to work also more individualized with the, with the players towards what they do in the week physically to make them ready for the games, not only for the next game, but for the next couple of months, because I want to create the strongest physical team in the league. So you need to align things. That's everywhere the same. So if they say they cannot play 90 minutes, I will take that in account and I will not break that. Where will we go here? Stephen, for Celtic, Maida is fit. Celtic were in great form uh, since the last international break. They didn't drop a point in the league. And Brendan Rodgers, no surprise maybe that he's manager of the month. Yeah, um, very successful um, last month or two for, for Celtic and Brendan Rodgers after the mishap of, of getting out in the League Cup campaign. But they've got a real challenging period coming up. Uh, I think Brendan Rodgers will be delighted to, to have as close to a full squad as they can. Um, I think only Abadas and, and Stephen Welsh, to a lesser extent, are going to be out. Because um, it's a really cha- challenging period coming up for Celtic. I think the, the seven games they've got um, in their own right before the next international break are really tough. And I think he'd snap your hands off to, to still be seven points clear with, with how tough the run is. Barry, this is why you played at the highest level, though. For weeks like this, if you were at Celtic, you've got Hearts away, Tynecastle, then Atletico Madrid at home, and then Hibs. Yeah, to, to play at the highest level, you, you need to come through a period of time like this. Um, no doubt about it. It's going to be a tough period for, for Celtic, but that's that's why you have big squads, um, Paul. People suffering injuries or suspensions or, or loss of form. Um, and I think Celtic have got a big big enough squad, sorry, to, to handle it. And what about Philip Clement there, the early news injury-wise? I hope Jack yeah. Ryan's a good player. That's right. <laughs> what does Fergus and Barry think about that? <laughs> to be fair, the guy's just come in, hasn't he? Yeah. You've got, yeah. No, listen, I, me and Stephen were speaking off air um, just before we come on. And I've got to be honest with you, I've been impressed with him. The way he, he speaks, um, the way he handles himself in the, in the media, no doubt about it. He's very straight-talking. Um but listen, as I said, Paul, the, the proof will be in the pudding when, when the games the, the games start. It's good to see that players are coming back from injuries. Um, so there's there's that competition for places. And that's why I'm looking forward to seeing what his first start in 11 is going to be. Because it's a game tomorrow that Rangers need to make sure they get the three points. Because I firmly believe Celtic will get the three points at Tynecastle. I know it's a hard place to go, but Rangers can't fall any further behind Celtic. 0808 17 17 700 if you want to speak to Barry or Stephen domestic football is back seems ages of course Barry, Stephen it's been a good uh, couple of weeks despite the fact that we lost to Spain but we know the story we're through to Germany and we can't wait it's been a brilliant I mean it's been in terms of domestic but we like to see the domestic yeah. games back but it's been brilliant for the national team and thoroughly deserved Paul thoroughly deserved and to do it we take uh, two games to go it's an unbelievable achievement. Um, and as I said, as long as we have a full squad when we go over to Germany next summer um, and who we draw in the group, don't be surprised if Scotland get out of the group. Excellent. That would be brilliant. The first time ever, Stephen, if your brother and the rest of the team can make it out of the group stages. Well, I think that's a challenge. I think they've had it in their heads from the last uh, Euros. I think they, as much as they loved everything about that night in Serbia and and getting Scotland back to the major tournament with with not having the fans and then it not really going as they wanted it to go. I think that's a challenge for them. Um, you're obviously looking towards the second of December to see where they're going to be playing and the excitement that brings of who they might be playing. But I think it's definitely a squad um, capable of, of getting through as long as the draw's not uh, too kind. But 
delighted the club football's back you know the international breaks are long in terms of being a football yeah. fan there's not much on last couple of nights so delighted it's back and if the storm can leave some games for us to look forward to this weekend of course was there a big family birthday double birthday during the week yeah uh, brother John my sister Katie are twins uh, so they're both 29 on Wednesday so we had a lovely night to celebrate not often he's up um, and it just happened to fall and he's day off from Scotland and Villa so yeah it was a great night because Barry, listen, you know it, you lived your life. People think football, your public property, but your family's so important and these are special occasions. Yeah, listen, they're, they're the special moments when you spend it with your family. Yeah. Uh, well, no doubt about it. As a footballer, whatever kind of level you play at, it's, uh, you hardly get any time. And then when you do get that time, you make the most of it. Um, so, yeah, good to hear. I'm sure um, Stephen would have had a few beers. Um and let John because he's got obviously a, a big game at the weekend but no I, I, I like family yeah. time special because when you're a footballer you don't get to spend as much time as you would want to but listen that's the, the nature of the job Paul's game is off and it's, it's his birthday this weekend yeah Sunday oh, so he could have celebrated <laughs> um, but it's not going to be the case because the game will be rearranged uh, Paul oh. will be 33 on Sunday just a boy so How would be 33 again? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that good a memory. <laughs> Jürgen Klopp has told the media today that Scotland skipper Andy Robertson may face surgery on his shoulder. Uh, could be out for quite... Well, for a while is what he said and that obviously is a blow. I've seen it. He, he was talking about it. He could get away without having the surgery but if he has the surgery it's going to be 100% that he's going to get back... Um, ready to play so yeah he's going to be a, a big miss for the, the up and coming games no doubt about it him and Kieran Tierney are, are big players for Scotland um, but listen Paul as long as the both of them are fit for next summer that's the most important thing sure is Steve. I saw that this yeah. afternoon uh, yeah. saw Jürgen Klopp's um, comments and it is going to be a blow going into the next break but it gives Steve Clark. I mean now we've qualified it gives him a chance to have a look at different things and I also adjusted my fantasy team to get his Liverpool replacement into my team. And who is that? <laughs> Hard to pronounce his name. Okay. Him. I know who you Jim mean. Jim uh, Yeah. So let's go to the managers. Let's hear from Philippe Clement, his first Clement. game in charge tomorrow. Is that what we're calling him, Barry? Philip or Philip? Yeah, that sounds good. Philip Clement. Okay. Clement, Philip. Um, let's hear. He's actually, he's actually been talking about a lot of stuff mm -hmm. today. And Michael Beale was criticised about saying too much, but you don't feel he has. He was asked about training, for example. Here's his answer. I know really well how I want to work. I want to work more individual on the physical level with players because that's a modern game. Um, we're going to train a lot collective, but in these collective trainings, players going to have more individual targets physically. So I adapt to that in every training. It takes a lot of work, also a lot of work for the staff. So we are starting to organize all those things that we can work in that way and that we can build the strongest physical team like I did in the, in the previous clubs. It's a very important thing because football is a sport of uh, 11 players moving together and it's a very important part in the way I want to see football also, that people move together at the same moment with the same idea to create spaces for each other. But it's, it's a sport also with individual athletes and the potential of every individual athlete is different. The things that they need to do on the pitch depends also of position, it's different. If you train the same way with a central defender as with a fullback, it's crazy. They need to do different things on the pitch, with the ball and physically. And it's my task to combine all those things together in one training. Barry, what do you take from that? Yeah, I agree, I agree with him. The modern day game, you have to be an athlete. 
when you when you play at the highest level, there's no doubt, and it's interesting to hear him say he wants the strongest physical team. So that tells me that there's going to be a lot of hard work over the the coming weeks, and, and so it should be. You, you, you want to be the the strongest team, the most physical team, the fittest team. Um, I, I totally get that, but what what they need to do is is get a style of play that relates to the fans and the fans understand it and I'm sure that's what he'll be wanting to bring but as I said Paul I like what he's saying um, I totally get it I understand it I'm sure the fans are excited um, what, what he's uh, coming out with but tomorrow at 3 o'clock um, that's where they'll be judged it's when they cross that white line and hopefully they can get the three points. This was his take on the injury situation at Rangers, which started the season not so bad. Last season they were badly affected, but they have picked up a few. This was his take on this this afternoon. thought Cantwell will be back. And we heard that earlier. This was him more on the injuries. Uh, and yeah, the latest on that. We are a list with all the players who are not available for the moment, 90 minutes, so it's too much. You're not happy like that as a... As a manager, because you want all the players to be fit, it's also one part of our job to keep everybody fit or as much as possible. It stays a contact sport, so things can happen. But in all the places that I worked, there were always uh, not many injuries and the availability was above 90%. So that's also one of the things we want to improve next couple of months. Yes. Does that sound right? You know more than 90% players available I don't know what the yeah, stats should so be yeah so I'm sure he's sitting yeah. down with the medical staff um, and having a chat and under, understanding why there is um, so many injuries injuries happen Paul listen it's a, a contact sport anybody can get, get hurt but when you do look at the injury list it is, it is pretty lengthy and that's something that obviously as a manager you would like to change because you want the vast majority of your squad available for selection Um come a game Saturday or, or during the week in Europe so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out but um, he certainly he certainly want to change a few things that's for sure Stephen and I were speaking earlier and we'd love to hear your team for tomorrow during the next half an hour or so how you think he will start Rangers because so much of the criticism Stephen has been about under Michael Beale they didn't know how they were going to play and who was going to play yeah well Mary I mean I listened to Philippe Colomont and he he doesn't sound like someone that's going to waste any time and, and get what he wants. The black and white of the, the situation is, I mean, how many times have we heard the manager take over mid-season and the first thing you say is the team's not fit enough. I think Michael Beale maybe did it after taking over from Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. What that team, that team, in my opinion, isn't lacking in, in fitness. It is what you're just talking about. It needs a bit of guidance. It needs a structure to it. It needs uh, the, the figurehead to find the best team, the best 11, the best way to get... Because... I think individually a lot of them are playing within themselves playing with, without a lack of, uh, without any confidence as a team I think they're lacking confidence I don't think he's going to wave a magic wand by making them do a few extra sprints and they'll just pick up this narrow formation and, and, and take off I think he'll need to find a way of getting the best out of everyone the injury I, th I think as well he's, he's putting a rock up the back sides of the medical department to say look there's going to be injuries at times Todd Cantwell's um, contact injury in the Celtic game which puts him out yeah okay everyone holds a hand up but there's got to be injuries where people are coming back and there's a recurrence there can't be a recurrence um, that means they're either getting put in too early or they're doing too much or, or whatever so th those type of injuries the, the reoccurrence the, the muscle ones we, we need to nail those once the contact we deal with but the, the muscle we need to we need to nail the rehab
he was asked about Danilo, who of course scored and then was injured uh, a number of weeks ago. Yeah, he's adapting. It's his first moment in a game with a mask. It's always different. Every player reacts in a different way, but you see every day he gets more confidence with it. Probably we're going we're gonna to need him to be available this weekend because we have too many offensive players missing for the moment. Barry, he says uh, we're going to need him probably this weekend. Danilo. Yeah, I mean... We've seen him up at uh, St. Johnson. That was the, his first real start yeah. through the middle as a number nine, Paul, and that's why he was brought to the club. But he, he'd been playing out in the left, um, pretty, I wouldn't say a form position for him, but generally when I had seen him play over in Holland, it was right through the, the, the middle as a number nine. And he obviously gets that goal, it's a great header, but unluckily he, he gets a, a fracture to the, the, the cheekbone. But he'll need everybody, he wants to assess everybody. Um, and that's what will be happening over the, the, the coming weeks and as I said you're asking me to, to yeah. give a start in 11 yeah. I don't know he, listen he could change his style of play yeah. he could go with three a back, back three yeah. yeah but we don't know what he's going to do so that's why I'm really looking forward to the game and and I don't think you can make massive changes I think there'll be subtle changes because I think if you come in and make so many changes right away at the start it kind of plays with the players minds so I think he's doing it the right way but one thing for sure is he knows he needs to go off to a flying start and that's making sure he gets the three points. You've always said you need that bond with the team, uh, uh, the team and the fans. They're so important, uh, Paul. It's been missing, they're, they're, they're so important yeah. and you understand it. They pay a lot of money. Sometimes mm. they go over the top, they're a bit too demanding, but that's the nature of the beast. That, that's what happens when you, you play at Rangers. I've told you, Paul, I've come yeah. off winning a game at half-time. Mm. The fans are not happy. Um, that, that's just the way it is um, and you've got demands and expectations and you need to make sure you, you produce the goods and if you don't you're going to get criticised for it here's the manager's take on it I know this will not be the, our best game of the season and it will not be a reflection of totally what I want I hope to see things that we train on but I'm realistic also I'm not a naive person one thing is really important for me, I want to create much more the bond between supporters, the fans and the players again. I think it's a crucial thing for this club from both sides, for the players, but also for the fans. So let's start with that uh, tomorrow. All right. Yep, just exactly what you said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so important. Um, and you could see it before the international break when Michael Beale lost his job. It was toxic. It wasn't good mm. for the stands and, and that, that, that was affecting everybody. You could see it. The, the players were really flat um, and the managers bang on. If you've got the fans behind you and, and see tomorrow, what the fans expect is passion, energy and obviously a certain way of playing the game and I'm sure when a new manager come in they'll get that initial kick but they need to now do it week in, week out. That That's the pressures that you've got to yeah. put upon yourself and I'm sure the new manager will put be putting that sorry on the, the players Stephen as you well know Hibs are good on the attack yeah um, Hibs have got goals in their team yeah. real real threat I think um, as, as they're approaching the week Philippe Clement um, he's had some introduction in terms of trying to get his message across with a storm I mean if that's not a welcome to Scotland um, being in training sessions where nothing can kill the, the training sessions snow anything but the winds a disaster so he said he's worked cut out getting the message across but one thing he will be saying in meeting the meeting at this point is the pace of Martin Boyle and Ellie Ewan um, because I think they want to get the crowd engaged I think they'll get after Hibs from, from the start but you play that high line against Hibs and you're on the risk of I mean Martin, Martin Boyle's done it to Barisic and Conor Goldson James Tavernier and, and 
his famous hat trick in the semi final. So we'll be well aware of the, of the threat of that. And it's something that you have. I've been at Hibs with Martin Boyle. They've now got Martin Boyle and Ellie Ewan. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing use of the counter attack with the pace of them. You can soak up a lot of pressure, and if you defend well, we've always got that out ball. So. It's something they'll have to have a right look at for getting into tomorrow. And it's something Hearts know all about from a few weeks ago when they were two up. Uh, Celtic will be at Hearts on Sunday. Brendan Rogers speaking about the, the capital opposition. Listen, I think you, of course, I think any team playing, they go away. It's always nice to have, uh, you know, a fairly large group of your supporters there to give you that back. And if they're not there, then we, we can't use that as an excuse. We, uh, we've we shown already with no supporters that we can get big results so um, so yeah we'll uh, we'll be very much together and the the, the 500 odd supporters over there well hopefully we can give them a, a really good day when they're there 576 always a always a tough game but everyone is tough and we've had that early part of the season we've been to some really tough places and, and got some really good results so um, so we know we have to, to work hard we have to play with our quality and, uh, and like I say, we, we don't assume that we, we can just turn up and, and win. We'll have to work very hard, play with the quality and speed that we can do. And like I said, hopefully get the result. It kind of worked for Celtic at Ibrox, didn't it, Barry? The fact that they had no fans. Now, they've got some fans at uh, Tynecastle, but not very many. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing to see, but I don't think it'll affect it. The players are professional, Paul. Um, and listen, it's a brilliant place to go and play. Mm-hmm. It's, it's somewhere as a, a footballer that's one of the, the venues you always check to see yeah. when am I playing there um, so I don't think it'll affect Rangers uh, sorry Celtic too much if I'm being honest it's just disappointing because normally they've got that full stand yeah. behind the goal which w- was normal in the past but listen it's changed there's 500 odd supporters I, I, I honestly don't think it'll affect Celtic come Sunday I think they'll have too much um, quality for for, for Hearts listen they'll make it tough Hearts no doubt they're at home yeah. they'll take the game to Celtic but I just think the quality that Celtic have got and you've seen them before the international break you could see the confidence starting to rise and then obviously important players i.e. Carter Vickers and Hitati who are who would strengthen any team Stephen I, th- I think we've spoke a lot in the programme about the crowds yeah. and allocations and everything I think it's a a good problem in the sense that clubs like Hearts and St Mern are getting as good a crowds as they've had in a long time. I think Hearts have got a brilliant waiting list. Not brilliant for the people on it, but it shows the demand for it to, to go and watch them play. But I do think the governing body need to step in and bring in some sort of minimum percentage allocation because it is, it, it's constant and it's a constant noise and um, you feel that everyone's nitpicking why they get this amount because... Um, but I think surely if they bring in some sort of you need to give the away club a minimum percent see if they don't sell all that they then give it back to the home support they sell like European games um, and then we can move on from it I, take, I can only yeah. go in my experience if I was playing at Ibrox yeah. for instance when I was Celtic got 7,500 or 8,000 whatever it was on but if Aberdeen days, yeah. came if Hearts came Hibs yeah. they would bring three or 4,000 and oh. I liked that I enjoyed that side of it because it creates a unique atmosphere and they give you a bit of stick yeah that, that's what it's all about it's not just it's not just your home fans that sure. are giving you stick it's the, the away fans as yeah. well but listen maybe I'm old school but I, I just liked it the way it was and, and Stephen's right hopefully the governed body can get together and, and try and get a solution to it because it's, it's 
I don't think it's great for the game. I honestly no, don't. It's not. The weekend is nearly here. 0808 17 17 700. The Global Go Radio here with Global Eco Energy. You know who's coming up after the break? It's the brand new book out today, I think. Transfer Deadline. Jim White is live next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Domestic football's back tonight. Airdrie against Queen's Park, 7.45. The match goes ahead. And then tomorrow, Kilmarnock against Livingston, Ross County, St Mirren and Rangers against Hibs. St Johnson, Motherwell's off, as is Aberdeen against Dundee. And then on Sunday, 2.15 on Sky, Hearts against Celtic. Well, a couple of years ago at this point, if we mentioned Sky, we'd be going live to Jim White. We're going to Jim White because his brand new book is out today, Transfer Deadline Day. Jim, good evening and welcome. Paul, good evening to you. Thank you very much indeed for having me on. This is great. The yellow tie's looking good in the radio, Jim. Yep, yeah, have you fixed that knot properly? <laughs> the yellow tie, Paul, the original yellow yeah. tie is in the National Football Museum beside John, the late John Motson's sheepskin jacket. Um, um, yeah. So I, I own no yellow ties these days, my friend, I can tell you that. <laughs> Jim, listening to Crofty and Grady at breakfast in one ear, in the other ear we had Chris Evans just because I knew you were on yesterday. Did we see you with yeah. Eric Cantona? We did, Paul. Uh, Cantona was in the building. Honestly, when he's around, the, the place came to a standstill. Unfortunately, uh, King Eric was there just to talk about music and what he's doing in the music world at the moment. So the people who brought Eric in um, were insisting, no, on this occasion, he's not going to talk football. But I yeah. tell you what I did, Paul. I was determined to say hi to him. So Cantona was on the 17th floor of the news building beside the Shard with uh, Chris Evans. And uh, it came to my attention that he doesn't like going in a lift. Ah. So Cantona set off to climb down 17 floors to get back to reception. <laughs> I jumped in a lift and cut him off at reception. <laughs> And Jim, that's that delightful. What, that's why you've had so many scalps over the year. I know you were with Barry <laughs> two weeks ago at the Chris Boyd lunch. Barry, good to hear mm. Jim on. We're going to hear about his book. Yeah, yeah no, Jim made me come very comfy up on the, the stage. Um, no, Jim was brilliant to listen to, and it was brilliant to see him because obviously he's been on here a few times, course, but yeah. I hadn't heard, I hadn't seen him, sorry, yeah. uh, for a number of years. But it was good to catch well, up. Barry, with him. I, I've got to say to you, mate, I really enjoyed it. But you sold the show because you were open and honest. And there was a kind of air of desperation uh, in the uh, hotel. It was a Chris Boyd uh, charity lunch. Uh, amongst the, 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 the real hardcore Rangers support, there was an air of desperation. And I think you spoke from the heart that day. You always do. But my goodness, you didn't miss, did you? No, that, yeah, listen, I think people appreciate if you're, you're honest, Jim. And that's what mm. um, you, you dragged the honesty out of me up on the stage, <laughs> to, to be fair. But no, it was a, a, a great day and it was a... I mean the, the amount of money they raised I think it was £48,000 for um, oh, Chris's charity exactly. so it was a brilliant day Mental health Stephen McGinn is here brilliant. as well looking forward to Hi Stephen Hi Jim to Germany so Jim the good news is thanks to the publicist it hasn't arrived yet but Jillian my wife tells me it's coming tomorrow it'll be delivered so I'm looking forward to deadline yeah. day just looking at did, it did you buy it? yeah did of course get, no, yeah, that's okay. no I don't like freebies I prefer Good man. Um, Jim I'll be buying it Jim don't worry excellent Barry I knew you would I knew you wouldn't let me down number one audiobook in Amazon as far as I gather I'm sitting here in my lounge here in London Paul so I did, but I'm down to my last 78,000 books um, so I'll try yeah. Paul just while yeah. I'm on actually yeah. I can bring you a bit of news tonight and Barry will be interested in this and so will many of your listeners 
Yeah. It's my understanding tonight, Paul, that Graham Souness has been in talks with Rangers this week. And it now looks increasingly likely that he'll go back to the football club in some kind of advisory capacity. Not an ambassadorial role, but some kind of an advisory capacity. And it's my understanding regarding why he wants to do his bit to put Rangers back at the top of the football tree in Scotland. Wow. That is breaking news. Barry, your reaction? Yeah, we yeah. spoke about it a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Jim had asked me the question and Ad says that um, I think the Rangers board made a sensible de- uh, decision in going and, and uh, getting the feelings of yeah. a, a guy like Graham Souness who obviously played and managed um, Rangers and also managed at the highest level down in England. So, yeah, I think it's a brilliant idea and i seen there was a lot of chat about it over the summer. Obviously, it didn't, it didn't happen at that stage, but Jim's obviously just gave us that story there and hopefully um, it happens over the, the coming weeks because I think it would be a brilliant addition um, to Rangers. And we've, just about been, it. we've just been speaking, Jim, and the manager's been speaking about the bond with the fans and that had been broken for quite some time and they need people around the club who know what it's all about and Graham Souness is such a Rangers legend so your understanding is so he will be back in a capacity still to be announced but with the, the club around the football department. Yeah, so I gather, Paul, uh, I understand now it's now increasingly likely okay. that he's yes. going to go back to the club in some kind of advisory role. There was talk about an, an ambassador role, Paul, but that's not soonest shaking hands with people on match day. He can, Barry and I were talking about that in Glasgow a couple of weeks ago. He can be much, much more effective than that. And I think he's, I think he's going to get his way. The, way. the way I heard it this afternoon, things are moving. Things certainly, a lot's happening at Rangers. It's going to be a huge day tomorrow. The manager has mm. said patience will be needed. The weather up here, Jim, you know, we've got the storm. It's just touching Glasgow. But the wind, Barry, you always say, it's so difficult to play in these kind of conditions. Yeah, it's the worst for a footballer. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Look, rain, snow, whatever. Um, but wind, um, it kind of ruins the game of football. But... Listen, the fans will be out in force tomorrow. It's the manager's first game um, and I'm looking forward to see what he can bring to Rangers because um, he spoke really well mm-hmm. over the week. Um, but as I say, it's when that whistle goes, how is his team going to perform? So Jim, why did you do yeah. the book? Stephen, were you always watching Transfer Deadline on Sky? Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've watched the deadline day since Jim retired the tie. Huh. Um, I, I just, I mean, you haven't <laughs> yeah. disappointed, Paul. I could, the yellow... Tickers can buy the corner of my eye and I'm getting a Jim White exclusive. Exactly. It's, yeah. uh, it's like he's it's never been away. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, why did you do it finally? I know you've been asked many times to do a book. What's the hmm. story? Well, I mean, I've been away from Sky now for a couple of years, Paul, but I keep in touch with Cavi Solicol, yeah. uh, the chief reporter at Sky Sports News, who you know. Yeah. And he and I were talking. We thought, well, we've got a fund of stories. And it's more, Paul, about how you go about getting information. How do you get information and then take that information on air. Um, just as they were done just a few moments ago, yeah. regard soonest and the possibility of going back. And we, we relived some of the, uh, the incredible moments over the years on the night that Dimitar Berbatov went, back to Man- went to Manchester United on the same night that Robinho looked like going to Chelsea, yeah. but ended up at Manchester City. Uh, Fernando Torres, was he really going from Liverpool to Chelsea for 50 million quid? Was yeah. he in that blacked out people carrier? Yes, he was. And it's, it's really round and about all that kind of thing, Paul. I was right in amongst the Gareth Bale situation to Real Madrid and many, yeah. many others. So I hope people find it interesting. I see myself as a yeah. kind of yellow tie wearing J.K. Rowling. <laughs> um, so 
We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm more worried about yeah. your fashionable Southside bungalow, Paul, and that dodgy <laughs> roof you've got. <laughs> exactly. Jim, it's somewhere over Ayrshire at the moment, probably. Um, oh, yeah. Listen, yeah. it's not so but bad. Paul, I, w- I would say yeah. to you, I, w- I was talking to Martin O'Neill just before I came on. Martin gave me a call just about something that, uh, regarding the show today. Mm-hmm. And we were, I was talking about coming on Go Radio with you, yeah. and we were talking about Philippe Clement. And he said, it's simple. It's simple. This isn't rocket science. I was saying to him, what does he need to do? It's simple. You're at Celtic, you're at Rangers. You've got to win football matches. End of story. End of story. So Clement has got to hit the ground running and win football matches. And then the fans will take to him. Barry, that's exactly yeah, it's so yeah. simple. Sure. Jim's spot on, but yeah. listen, I've just been going into my Amazon Prime oh. and I'm just looking at it. And Here's the Jim's breaking news, Jim. Hashtag number yeah. one bestseller. There he is. There you go. Award-winning author. You're getting, you're, you're getting a free copy, mate. Why? Oh, I've just bought like it, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have. I've just bought right, it. Okay, good man. Jim, Barry, thank you. Jimmy just showed it to thank me you. to check. That's it. I said yes, and he's bought it. Just checking, Young McGinn here if he's uh, getting online now. No, this would be too much like a commercial. And Jim, obviously, you and I worked together. You were at STV mm. when I was at Clyde. You were the the TV up and coming star. Remember the tash you used to have? You used to wear. It was wow. shocking. Never missed it. Scott Sport. Loved it. That. Barry, if I, I was in Glasgow yeah. now, the tash would be clean blown off my top lip. <laughs> I can tell you that. And Jim, actually, Paul, we talk we talk yeah. a fair bit about Scottish TV and yeah. your time there with me and whatnot, and the soonest well, revolution. And one or two but, things that I'd actually forgotten, Paul, that came mm-hmm. back to me. Mind you, those were the days I used to take a drink. But how I sold my apartment in Pollock Shields yes. to one Fergus McCann. I remember. I mean, Are you telling that story? Because he came. Do you tell the one about the fridge? I haven't told the one okay. about the fridge. Yeah. Barry, Stephen, you'll love this, but I'll tell it <laughs> now true. and go radio. I met Fergus many weeks yeah. after that. And as you know, <laughs> Fergus does not squander money, no matter the amount. And he yeah. took me aside at a press conference at Celtic Park. He said, I didn't have a word with you. I said, what's that? Fergus, how are you doing? Are you you liking living in the flat in Pollock Shields? He said, yeah, but you sold me a dud fridge. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, he, and he, was, he, he was being serious about it. He was being serious. He said, I can't get the thermostat to work. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not sure I can help you there, Fergus, yeah. to be honest. But he, was, he was brilliant, Paul, if you remember. Oh, yeah. He was terrific. I love that, Jim. You come on tonight. You've surprised us with the Graham Sooner story. You've mm. uh, mentioned Martin and Neil as well. But just tell people before you go a teaser about people like um, Mick Jagger. You got, you're the best at getting a foot in the door. And David Bowie as well. Oh, Paul, I was talking to Chris Evans about that yesterday because, you know, music is a massive thing in his life. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I fancied myself as a bit of an entertainment reporter. Um, you remember Andy Melvin? Of course. Uh, ex yeah. of Scottish TV, yeah. then became deputy managing director at Sky. And he used to say to me, you're one of the best in the business at getting in front of people. And then you don't have a clue what to ask. And he was right. And I oh. always remember that lost opportunity waiting outside the lane outside the Glasgow Apollo. Oh, yeah. The Stones were in town. Mick got out of a car with Jerry Hall and I bound in. And I said, you know, how do you, how do you feel about being in Glasgow? He says, I feel great and walked in. But then they took pity on me, came back out and said, look, come in, Mick will see you. And uh, we talked about six and a half quid it was then, Paul, to watch what? the Stones. As much? Apollo, can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But David Barry was a fantastic <laughs> moment, Paul, at Murrayfield. Um, <laughs> I loved that. That was a that was a phenomenal moment. Billy Sloan once of the Daily Record was oh, yeah. the other guy yeah. in the room. Um and Billy and I spoke to David Bowie. I always Good. remember somebody coming from nowhere and saying to Bowie, and Bowie would have spent any amount of time with you. Somebody said, uh, David, fifteen minutes to showtime. And Bowie looked at me and said, I better go. 
That's a I mean, business, it was, isn't it? It, it was fantastic, yeah. Paul. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the old adage, yeah. and you know it, Paul. If you don't try, you don't get. Of course. Well, Jim, you've had so much. What's your next exclusive? You've given us one tonight, Graham. Soon as your understanding is that he could well be involved at Ibrox. Around, yeah. Around, yeah, I think, it, yeah, I think it's looking increasingly like, Paul, that it, likely yeah. that uh, he'll go back to the club in some kind of advisory capacity. I think there's a bit of talking to go, yeah, he's in Portugal at the moment playing golf, as I understand ah, it, but it yeah. won't be an ambassadorial role. It will be an influence behind the scenes. Yeah. That's, that's what I've been, that's my learning of it. And Jim, is it still available, your new book? In bookstores, I take it they still, you can go into, into town and pick up the new book, Deadline Day. Oh, very much so, Paul. I've got a couple of bookstores that are near me here. I walked in uh, earlier on and no one was going near a sizable pile of them, <laughs> uh, which, will, which will please yeah. Lord Simon Jordan uh, yeah. absolutely to, to, to the nth degree. He tells me, Paul, he's going to go on to the publisher at the beginning of the week and find out accurately how few copies have been sold. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure that's the kind not of guy I'm working with, Paul. Exactly, I know. Jim, it's been great to have you on the programme. We wish you all the best. Not that you need it for deadline day. Thank Barry, you. you looking forward to reading it? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I'll yeah. be reading that over the weekend. Stephen, that's going to be great a present. Up, enjoy it, Barry. Could be it's a... good for a short leg in the kitchen table, mate. Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a present for John. Yeah. And well, Paul. yeah. yeah. I, got my, I got my candle on Wednesday. Oh, okay. He's reading his candle, yeah. so I'll get him the Is book he? as well. Great. Jim, <laughs> listen, thanks so much. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Pleasure, Paul. You're doing well on that radio show. Well done. Keep it going. Thanks very much, Jim White, here on the Go Radio Football Show. He's some man. He comes on, you know, asked, yeah. I asked him to come yeah, on. He's been on here a, a few uh, times, yeah. Paul, but yeah. I hadn't seen him in person Yeah, um, for a, a number of years because uh -huh. obviously yeah. he was in the bright lights uh, down in sure. London and Sky yeah. Sports. But when he's up on the stage, mm -hmm. he gets the attention. People. He? Was yeah. he starstruck with you? Was he okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was brilliant. Yeah. Just sat back and listened to him um, speak up on stage for five or ten minutes. And then he was sitting at the table and had a, a good chat with him. Um, no, he listened, he, he knows his stuff. Um, he, I thought he was brilliant on Sky. Yeah. I don't think it's been the same, I'll be honest with you. And I'm not just saying that, I know Jim's off now, but yeah. it's not been the same. But listen, I listened to his um, talk sport and he's brilliant on that with Simon Jordan. You can come and go radio the football show with Global Eco Energy 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! I have here a list with all the players who are not available for the moment. I hope so. They see differences, but I'm not Harry Potter with the magic stick who can change everything suddenly. No, it doesn't work that way. So. That's the tough balance now coming in during a season and it's, it's not the first time. It was uh, in Gang the same, it was in Monaco the same. When you come in during a season, you need to make first a good analyze what can be better and what is good also. And then to s make prioritization, what is the most important things now this week to make better and then next week, next week and next week because if I try to do everything at one moment, then I kill the players and you don't have anything anymore. So it needs to be step by step. It's the only way. I'm somebody who stays calm. I know the way to go, but I want to go fast also. And it depends how fast players react, how, how fast players understand also things. It can be that you need to explain some, some things only one time and other things 10 times before they understand and they know why to do it and how to do it. 
Football is a sport of 10 million or 10 billion small details. I see a lot of details they already possess and they do in a good way. And there are quite some uh, details we, we need to make better. Domestically, it's in terms of results, it's, it, it's been fairly good. You know, seven out of eight, the St. Johnson game at home, we should win. Performance is gradually getting better as we go through the season and, and work more together. Only blemish, obviously, being the, uh, being the cup game, which I was bitterly disappointed with. But with that comes learning and, and progress, hopefully. So, uh, so, yeah, throughout everything that's sort of thrown at us at the beginning of the season and injuries and everything else, the, the players have really come through it really, really well. Brendan Rogers looking on the first part of the season and a PC, Philippe Clement, looking forward to his first game and the season ahead at Rangers. Uh, Celtic fan is on the line, Laurie in Glasgow. Hi, Laurie. Hey, Paolo, good evening. Hi, Laurie. How are you doing, Laurie? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Barry. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good to hear uh, you. I've no heard you. Stephen? Yeah, good, yeah. thanks, Laurie. Hi. I'll take my point this evening, guys. Yeah. Uh, it seems to me, since the appointment of Philippe Clement, uh, the his arrival has been greeted with more jubilation by Celtic supporters and Rangers supporters. And that concerns me because I remember a couple of years ago, uh, Stephen Gerrard had left Rangers to go to Aston Villa. The season before, uh, Rangers were runaway winners of the title. It was an invincible season, if I remember correctly, and Celtic were 25 points in their wake. Uh, most of the close season after that centred on Celtic's efforts to lure Eddie Howe uh, up to Glasgow to manage Celtic. And I always felt at the time he was using that as a bargaining tool uh, to attract interest from other clubs. And I, subsequently, I was proven right. Uh, so he obviously went to uh, Newcastle uh, into the free uh, Ange Postacoglu. Now, little was known about Ange Postacoglu at that time, uh, other than the fact that he'd coached in Australia and Japan. Uh, but he never, do, he, he never uh, managed uh, yeah. European level uh, or domestically here in the UK with any club. And I remember uh, at the time, he never got off, Paul, to the most auspicious of starts. I think no. they lost two or three games of the first six yeah. in the league. Uh, and there was a lot of concerns getting expressed uh, about this, about his appointment. And I've got to be honest, uh, mine included. Yeah. I was a bit sceptical uh, about the guy. Uh, however, uh, he quickly turned things around. Now, here's my point about Philip Clement. Mm-hmm. I've listened to that guy the last couple of days, and to me, he's grounded. He's not making any bombastic predictions or claims. Earlier today, he said, I don't have a magic wand like Harry Potter. Uh, so his feet are probably on the ground, as I say. He realises uh, there are trying times ahead. He's got injury problems. I do not know how Philip Clement will, will do. What I do know is that he won three consecutive Belgian titles, one of which was an unfashionable club like Genk, yeah. probably the Belgian league's equivalent of maybe a mother or son man yeah. with have been disrespectful. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. He won two titles with Bruges as well, but yeah. Bruges, of course, uh, are a much sure. better uh, known team in continental uh, football. So I'm, I'm happy that Brendan Rodgers is our manager at Celtic, but I think a lot of people uh, who are contemptuous of Philip Clement could well end up with egg in their faces because I don't know if this guy will resurrect uh, Rangers' uh, fortunes. Uh, I do know, or at least uh, it's my opinion, that he certainly 
uh, has got a better track record mm. uh, and a better pedigree than what Michael Beale uh, ever did, who never had managed a club. Yeah. Well, let uh, me put that to Barry then. What do you feel? I agree with, with Laurie. I've mentioned um, he's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. He seems grounded. Um, he understands the situation that Rangers are in. And I just like the way he's coming across. Look, we don't know how he's going to do until the games start. But I, genuinely, looking at him, um, I have been impressed. I have for, for what he's had to say, obviously, in his first presser and obviously today's presser before the game uh, tomorrow. He certainly got experience. He's won titles, albeit um, it's been in Belgium. Yeah. We obviously went across to the uh, French League, done really well the first season, finished third. Second season wasn't as successful, finished sixth. But like, I, th- I think by looking at him, I've been impressed with him. But again, I, I can't judge that until the, the games start. But what I get a sense of is he's not going to get messed about. He knows and he understands what he's in what situation he's in. He's up against a, a Celtic team that are improving week on week and he knows that he needs to get off to a a, a pretty good uh, start and I understand as well there has to be patience, a bit of patience because w- what I don't think is you can't change everything straight away. He has got to filter his ideas into this team. But again, it needs to be done pretty quickly because you're in the west of Scotland sure. and there is an expectation that you need to win games as quickly as possible. Stephen, is it on social media? Are you detecting that Celtic fans, they'll always have a goal at the other team, but... Yeah, I mean, there's always that. Um, I mean, Celtic are seven points clear. Mm. I feel I'm pretty confident that Brendan Rodgers is taking them in the right direction. You're always sneering at your rivals if you're ahead of them. I agree with Laurie. I think he spoke really well. Um, the one thing I do think, I know he said he's not Harry Potter, but I think he's going to have to pull a few rabbits out of the hat like Ange Postacoglu did with guys like Kyogo because what Rangers, the Rangers squad, it's an aging squad. I don't think, I mean, a few years ago, looking back to the UEFA uh, Europa yeah. final mm-hmm. team, I thought there was a lot of assets. Guys like Kamara, Bassi, Aribo, sure. Patterson, um, Ryan Kent at that time, Alfredo yep. Morelos to a lesser extent. Yep. Yeah, you could go on. Right now, I, I don't know who Rangers would get money for. Maybe Jack Butland. I don't think there's a lot of um, assets you could sell in terms of looking to work towards this January window. So I do think he needs to pull a couple of rabbits out of the hat. Can they be Belgian players? Maybe a bit of knowledge from his, maybe a couple of players out of favourite Monaco or something. Because I think he needs to do uh, something a wee bit special in this transfer window because that, that Rangers squad needs a bit of help. See, see in terms of Posta Coglu, we never get caught by surprise because of Big Oz yeah, Craig Moore right. I remember when he got announced he says listen this guy knows the game inside out this guy's got 25 years experience sure. in managing albeit it's been in Australia and obviously Japan but he got off to a poor start but look at the job he's done and, and, and do you know what when I'm going down to England you listen to him and his pressers at the top you've, you're, I'm so Impressed and look at the turnaround in that Tottenham team. No, top they of the lost table. Yeah. probably up yeah. with Haaland, yeah. the best striker in the world at this moment in time. And look at the job he's doing. So, I'm not going to say that Clement's going to do the same job, but he has got experience, he has won titles. And always, first impressions for me are big. And I have been impressed with his honesty and his straightforwardness. And Laurie, Laurie made a, a, a good. Um, feeling on him yeah. in terms of grounded yeah. he seems very yeah. grounded to me as well and I think that's what's needed at Rangers at this moment in time because clearly the Rangers team at this moment in time need a a severe um, bolt uh, like a 
kick up the backside, sure. if you could say it that way. Laurie, what about your own team? How are you feeling after the break? Um, Abadza won't be back till December. Navroski on the way back soon. Uh, I think the thing about Abadza, Paul, unless I'm mistaken, I think that considerations other than football sure, absolutely. will probably force him out the door. Uh, well, that kid. That's sad. Uh, yeah, yeah, if it is. Probably yeah. won't have, yeah. uh, shouldn't come into it, rather. No. No, let's let's hope it doesn't. It'll be unfortunate, but that's yeah. how I see things. Of going course. Uh, what are you I'm feeling about Sunday? It's only flying the yeah. ointment. Uh, well, uh-huh. other than that, I'm delighted with the way things are going. We've got a, you know, a manager with a proven pedigree, uh, in Brendan Rodgers. But if I could just backtrack for a moment, Paul, to the point I was making, Abanj Postecoglou. Yeah. I mean, he his appointment wasn't universally acclaimed. Uh, you'll remember at the time, mm. Michael Barry and Stephen. Especially when he did go off to such a stuttering start. Yeah. And then, of course, people uh, were singing these praises uh, after uh, he achieved what he did in the two seasons. Moral of the story, uh, again, is it's very easy to have the benefit of hindsight, Paul, when you've yep. uh, got a 2020 vision, sure. rather, yeah. if you've got yeah. the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Absolutely true. The League Cup was such a success, a springboard for Angelo was, wasn't it? That was a springboard yeah. for him. Yeah. Once he got that first trophy, trophy, you could see them start starting to motor. I think yeah. it was his first transfer window mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I mean, to bring over players of the, the quality and guys that I never knew course, anything about, yeah. I'm sure Laurie didn't, I'm yeah. sure Stephen didn't. Kyogo and Hitati are the yeah. two ones that jump out mm-hmm. at me. Plus, the two loan signings yeah. as well were massive for him. Yeah. Carter Vickers and, and Jota. I think because of the nature of our game and we always think only one team can win and if you don't win the league then you're a failure but looking back I mean over my lifetime at times both clubs have been top teams and had top managers going against each other so I mean just because Celtic be a top manager and the top of the league doesn't mean Rangers can I mean over the next few years Brendan Rodgers and Philippe Clement can be having titanic tussles in terms of Martin O'Neill versus Dick Advocate so yeah. just because one team wins it doesn't mean the other team doesn't have a, bad, a good manager but he needs to win the via play the League Cup, doesn't he, Barry? He has to. Yeah. He has to. Celtic get knocked out by Kamarnock. Uh, and I'm not being disrespectful to Hearts in the other semi-final, Hibs and Aberdeen. They have to be bringing that trophy back on the 17th of December. First and foremost, they need to get past Hearts um, at the start of November, which um, is never easy in a semi-final because, listen, I'm sure Stephen Nesmith yeah. will bring his Hearts team and they'll have a go but he has to and I think he knows that himself he has to win it I give him a little bit less of he has to win I think if Michael Bailey stayed in post he had to win it but I just think he's inheriting a team that just could be at home to Aberdeen so get into it I think the squads are are closer than what Rangers would want them to be Laurie thanks for that great call 0808 17 17 700 news is next and then we're back with Barry and Stephen The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. 
the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Hour two of the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn and Jim White joined us in the first hour with some bombshell news um, about Graham Souness could be back at the club. And Barry, your early reaction... I think it's positive. a great yeah, yeah, I think it's a great idea, Paul. Why why would you not dip into the knowledge of somebody like Graham Souness? If he's willing to give a bit of time up um to be in the background at, at Rangers, I think it would be a an excellent idea. I'm not saying he's going to come up and and change the full place, but to have somebody that experienced round about and maybe a part time basis. Yeah. Why not? I'm all I'm all for it. I'm all for getting people back who know the club inside out and understand the demands um, at Rangers Football Club as well. Jim said earlier he's Graham Sinus has been talking to Rangers this week and it's now likely he'll go back to Ibrox in some advisory capacity. More will come soon and already some of the uh, there's a lot of people calling in about it and it's thumbs up, Stephen. And you wouldn't be surprised that Rangers fans would love to see uh, Graham Sinus involved with the football setup. Yeah, it was a big excuse, exclusive from Jim. Something that I was at the Man Rangers game in Paisley. I mean, you're sitting in that main stand. Obviously, you see everything. And one of the things is with, with the Rangers boards, a lot of successful people in there in their, their own business, and they've put a lot of money into Rangers. But you did think at the other side of of the board, but you've got Tony Fitzpatrick, who's did everything at St. Man, yeah. captain, manager, yeah. chairman, chief um, exec. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's just got that fountain of knowledge. He knows what it's like to be a manager, being a player under a bad run, and. I, th- I don't think it will do Rangers any harm to have a football person um, sitting amongst them. Going back on the lines in a second or two, let's hear uh, Brendan Rogers speaking about Leal Abada, the Israeli international, and he's been speaking to him the last few days. And we'll hear from Brendan Rogers on this now. I went for a meal with Leal last week and just to see what he was thinking and where he was at. And he's he's fine. Naturally, he's, he's saddened, like us all, really, by what is happening it's, it's a really divisive subject but in terms of him he knows he has the support of every true Celtic supporter every person here at the club we're all backing him and, and here with him so um, and like I said he like I'm sure those people that are very very close to it it's 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 it's, it's hard for a for a father to to watch and you see some of the images of what's going on but if you're so close to it and, and from his country then um, and of course it's, it's even harder so uh, but he's he's okay he's just concentrating on getting himself fit and that's all he's concerned with well handled by the Celtic manager two of the games here off tomorrow because of the weather Aberdeen against Dundee and St Johnson Motherwell but the game's going ahead Ross County St Mirren Rangers Hebs Kilmarnock Livingston and then on Sunday 2.15 kick-off it's on Sky Hearts against Celtic. We'll go down the divisions in a moment or two, but let's go back in the lines. Sean is on, a big Rangers fan, looking forward, I think, to the start of the Clement era. Hi, Sean. Hi there, guys. Uh, before before we yep. go into the, uh, the, um, yep. the show tonight, yep. um, I go and go to yep. um, the w- people with yep. fighting in the wall. Of course. Uh, yeah. My heart goes out to them and uh, 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 rest yep. in peace for the people that have died. Yep. And, uh, What's going on in Ukraine and of course. Uh, uh, all the all the countries? Uh, my heart goes out to them. Sean, but, you're uh, absolutely right. Every every life counts. You're absolutely right. Every life does count, yep. and we all we all see to be honest, Paul. Yep. We all have a wee whinge in old fun days, and we call each other everything. Mm. But we might say certain things, but we shouldn't say right. Yeah. 
But see, when it comes to life and death, when yep. it comes to war zones, mm. uh, I think um, we need to have a look at ourselves. And yep. see, when we're sitting in our house and we're still, we might be down to our last fifty pound or last ten pound, we need to think there's people worth half an hour. So that's what I'm like sure. to say. Natural. Well, well said, yeah, Sean. Well said, yeah. Uh, I heard, I, I seen your, uh, your good friend on Sky Sports uh, advertising that book. I want to buy that book. What do you mean you saw it in Sky? He's just been on here 15 minutes ago. Yeah, Jim's book. I know, uh, I've yeah. been doing all the stuff. My mum's in the studio and I've been talking to her right. over the phone. Okay. It's not Transfer it's charge. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that book is... I'm definitely going to buy that book. So, Sean, um, Sean here's Barry. Sean, Sean listen. can you hear me? You got... Barry, 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 on you go. Uh, you got Amazon? Hey, everybody's right. got Amazon. Right, you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to buy that book again. So, um, Barry, Barry, see before we go into Amazon, when are you going to bring your book, mate? Oh, good question. Right, come on, when's the latest Barry <laughs> Ferguson book? No, come on. Nothing in the pipeline, Paul. Okay. Yeah. Nothing in the pipeline. I think he's on commission for Jim's book. After yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, that's me get Sean <laughs> buying it. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll be, there'll be an inquiry, the boss will be on here saying, hey, what's happening? Yeah, caught here. That's great. <laughs> so, that's a good point, though. Mark Weedy, maybe write it alongside you, or... No. no, I think there's better people than Mark Guidi. <laughs> well, you can chat with, with my agent. I know we'll bring that back no, up on Mark Monday. Mark Guidi's good. Oh, he's brilliant, really isn't good. He? Back on Monday. Yep. Right, Sean, what's your question about Rangers? Yeah, my, my question is, I'm looking forward to the league. Barry, I've got a wee question to ask you. Somebody asked me this in the pub earlier, right? Can I ask you this question? Aye, on you go, on you go. Right, Barry, Barry, you're, you're, the, be- you're the biggest pun, best pundit in British radio station, right? See, right, there's a question, right? How many pints you had? <laughs> Barry, Barry, Barry. Scotland oh. won the World Cup or Rangers won the Champions League. What one would you pick? You needed to pick one. Rangers won a European trophy. Scotland won the World Cup. <laughs> I just want Rangers to win a trophy. <laughs> uh, Barry, see, to be honest... His I'm nephew's in the Scotland team, come on. Exactly, yeah. Young Lewis. Right. What, what would you want, Sean? I would take Rangers to win a trophy over uh, international every day of the week. Right, Sean, what's your Rangers point? Uh, my Rangers point is, I think Rangers will uh, get a good win tomorrow. I think it's going to be a 2 or 3 now. I think uh, Rangers will get a clean sheet tomorrow. Well, Barry, what's your, what's your team for tomorrow? <laughs> Honestly, Paul, I've marked it down and I've got five certain starters. Um, you'll need to give me another 20 okay. minutes but so in terms the keeper, of we can agree on the keeper yeah but in terms yeah. of what Sean's just says yeah. yes like, I, I'm I'm confident that, that Rangers will get the victory will it be a 2 or 3 now? listen I've got to be respectful Hibs have yeah. uh, I've done really well under Nick it, Montgomery it's going to be a yeah, yeah it's going to be a, a tough yeah. game but I just think with the new manager kick I'm coming in putting a few new ideas and I'm sure the players will be lifted this week as well and as I said, he looks to me if he's quite demanding. And I think that's what Rangers need at this moment in time. Somebody who's going to demand performances and results. And yep, I'm pretty confident Rangers can get that tomorrow. Sean, here's what your new manager says. What has he learned in the past five, six days? I learned a lot, but not for your eyes or ears. No, uh, it's important now. I see a lot of good things here, but I see a lot of things that we all together can make better. And we need to focus on that now to do the, the things that, that were not so good before to, to make them better. I saw good things in the training in that way. I know a game is different. There's another atmosphere, another tension than in training sessions. So 
I don't expect the perfect game tomorrow. I expect uh, there will be uh, things that go wrong, but it's important how you react at the moment and that they're open to learn, to become better, that I've seen the last couple of days, and it's now continuing this story the next weeks and the next months to make it better and better. Another tension he spotted? Yeah, I like what you say. He's been very honest there, yeah, Paul. There's good things you can see and there's bad things, but that's in training. See a game, it's totally different. You've got 50,000 50, fans yep. breathing down your neck, expecting you to, to perform and, and win the game, and it's how you react. If things are not going well during the game, I'm sure he'll be looking closely at how they react to that. And I think previous, when they've maybe not got that first goal in the first 20 minutes and the team then gains a bit of confidence and starts to get a, a foothold in the game, that's where they've struggled. And that's something that I'm sure he'll be looking to try and work on. Because, um, listen, it's all about starting well. It's the easy thing to say, but there was a lot of games we started well and we never got that first goal, but we kept going and kept going. And, and you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't. You've got to keep going and try and get that, that, that goal and that, that may become the last five minutes Paul yeah. mm -hmm. but I just feel this Rangers team when they've certainly played at home they've struggled when they've not got that first goal and the games went on and they've yeah. allowed teams to come in and start obviously playing their stuff and getting yeah. results not enough resilience no Stephen do you believe in the manager bounce you know get a new manager in and it gives you yeah well Rangers they, these current players I mean a couple of weeks ago in their defeat to Aberdeen they had a brilliant start in the game mm -hmm. first 20 or 30 minutes they could have blown Aberdeen away with a bit of clinical finishing um, Aberdeen just about hang in there at 0-0 uh, and then go on and win the game what they'll get tomorrow is if it's 0-0 at half an hour 0-0 at half time the crowd will stay with them I think there was a real tell at tense atmosphere yeah. I think that day and when Aberdeen go in front the way it was going there was no way of getting back if, if Hibs score to make it 1-0 with half an hour to go I think that manager bounced the crowd's still there there's a bit of energy back in the players a bit of fresh legs a bit of confidence back um, I think I think it'll be a bit easier for them see, see what going on the, the Aberdeen game certainly when Aberdeen scored that when I was watching it I sensed Rangers not getting back into this it was like a switch wasn't it yeah and, and you can't allow that listen it happens in football you can't feel sorry for yourself and I just felt a number of them were starting to feel sorry for themselves so that's yeah. something that new managers well, clearly identify he's watched all the games since the start of the season um, and hopefully there'll, there'll be a change come come tomorrow because listen you don't always get it your own way Paul yeah. Hibs yeah. might Hibs might play totally different for what they've done since Nick Montgomery came in they might come and sit back and when teams generally have sat back against Rangers that's when they've struggled it's when teams open up that plays into Rangers hands Sean Here's the news on Todd Cantwell. Is he fit for tomorrow? Yeah, we will see. He's He made a good week now. Good adaptation after the injury. And it's now step by step. Increasing his uh, his physical ability and his robustness. And the manager was asked about the what's going to be the team identity <coughs> under him? Like I said uh, this week, dominant football, changing of positions, chances, but out of a clear structure to avoid the transitions. Stephen McGinn, what's your scoreline tomorrow then? Sean reckons 2 or 3 now? Yeah, I, yeah. I think Hibs will score. Right. Um, yeah. Very, I mean, it's unusual when you're picking a team, you pick Michael Beale's team, you know what kind of formation he was going. Philip Clement's very new to us all. We're waiting to see what he does with this Rangers squad, how he goes about picking this team. So, but I, I don't think, I think Hibs score tomorrow. Um, I, was, I, th I think just with that bounce you've just asked me about, I think the bounce takes him to a 3-2-1 tomorrow.
Three two win for Rangers. Yes, well, that'd be some game though. Barry. I, d- I just think that, that's, too, that, that's too nervy for too me. Much. <laughs> that's Barry, too nervy. What happens? Thing. What would you say to the Rangers fans if they go a goal down, or if they went two down to Hibs? I, I don't think. I think they'll be behind the team because it's a new manager and they'd understand the situation that they're in. I think it was previous. If Michael was still in charge, it would become toxic and the atmosphere wouldn't be good. But um, I think. I think tomorrow. Look, I'll, I'll not be as easy as, as Sean's mentioned there, two or three, I, I don't, but I, I think Rangers will win. Um, and I, I'm just looking forward to seeing what brand of football, he, what style yeah. he, he does bring. And I like what you're saying there, I think when Rangers do attack, I think they're too open at times for the counter. And that's something, obviously, he was a, a defensive player. And when I seen that, my first thought was he's going to make them more solid at the back. And that's the foundations you've got to start with. So his assistant was announced today. We knew he'd come, Van der Hayden. I, yeah. I seen that. That was a goal Scott Nisbet yeah. scored. Ah, oh, was it? Yeah, I remember ah, the one right. that next to the dugout ah. at the touchline. Where right. he's, I think he's went to clear it and it's went about hundred feet up <laughs> there, covering it. Yeah. The, the air wow. and it's bounced over the goalkeeper. Uh, Van der uh. Hayden's in town, and he's looking at the back room as well. There will be someone who is connected with Rangers. Mm. We heard from Jim White. He understands that Graham Souness will is likely, highly likely, to be involved in some capacity. But there could still be a coach in, couldn't there, Barry? A Neil McCann or whatever, or somebody else. Or Barry Ferguson. Yeah, I, I, I like yeah. the fact that he's he spoke about that, and he's not been ignorant of the fact yeah. that. Listen, he'll know the way that Rangers play and he'll know all about Rangers Football Club but he, I think you need somebody in there who has got the knowledge of the game up here. Um, I think it's a very good idea. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to have a lot to do with in terms of the start of my living or, or whatever but the, he'll, he's want to bring somebody in who has got good knowledge of the club first and foremost and good good knowledge of, of Scottish football. Can they get Can you some, look at Celtic yeah. for instance? Look at of John course. Kennedy. Continuity. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that's been there throughout a number of years since managers have have changed and I think that's something that that would certainly help Rangers going forward the new manager says he can get something out of Desers do you think that will be the case Sean? Uh, well I think they took, I think he's Belgium and also hopefully could, I think the manager speaks a lot of sense I like what he says and he does to get uh, like Michael Bull get a wee bit carried away Michael Bull at the start, oh, well. uh, start of last season but, says oh Celtic the rest and if well, I was in charge of it before, I would win the league. I think Michael Bill spoke a wee bit too, too well, much. Well, he's, he's gone now, he though. Yeah, made, it's gone now, yeah, though, isn't no, it? He reminded me yeah. of Pedro Cassinis. It's too much rubbish you spoke. Um, I think this man just did speak about things, and he's no, he's no yeah. blabbing too much. I think he's, he's speaking for the heart. And I think Rangers will close the gap. I don't know if Rangers will win the league, but they will certainly win a throw for this season. Well, that would do you, Barry, or would it? To win, yeah, they need to start winning trophies. And the, the first sure. one is just make sure they win um, games and don't let it uh, go any further behind Celtic in the league and concentrate on making sure they, they get that League Cup in the, the cabinet. But yeah, I, I like that he's he's no ignorant of the fact that um, I think he appreciates the Scot- Scottish game. He knows it's going to be difficult and that's yeah. why when you listen to him speak I think he's very respectful yeah. in the fact where Rangers are at this moment in time and he's respectful of the league that he's coming into previous some previous managers I've looked and thought there's a bit of arrogance there mm. I don't see that with Philip Clement who's available this weekend for the moment unavailable is uh, Tom Lawrence Rabi Motondo Kemar Roof is not available for 90 minutes 
Todd Kendall is also not available for 90 minutes. Those are already a lot of players that you cannot put from the beginning of the game or you need to change them after a while. So you can hear the groans when you say that Kemar Roof again, unfortunate, not available for the 90 minutes. Todd Cantwell, not for the 90 minutes. Tom Lawrence, who'd come back and then was there another knock? Because he's like a new signing when he's, when he's back in the team. Yeah, you, you could see him. Maybe he was starting to fire a wee bit and then obviously got that injury, which is disappointing. I'm sure he'll be disappointed in that. Um, he's certainly a player that I think would strengthen the Rangers starting 11. Um, but ideally for the manager coming in, you want a, a clean bill of health, Paul. Um, and he's not got that at this moment in time. But listen, he understands the situation. Um, Cantwell, look, I've not seen enough of Cantwell this season. Yeah before he get his, his injury I need to see more he's certainly a player that I think has got ability yeah. Todd Cantwell do it on the pitch rather than social media yeah, forget forget about that, yeah, I'm, I'm not even interested yeah. in that listen that bores me that, that yeah. kind of stuff mm. I, if Todd Cantwell gets his head right Todd Cantwell's a, a very good football player the manager was asked today when will the fans see a difference under him I hope so they see differences but I'm not Harry Potter with the magic stick who can change everything suddenly no, it doesn't work that way. So that's the tough balance now coming in during a season. And it's, it's not the first time. It was uh, in Gang the same. It was in Monaco the same. When you come in during a season, you need to make first a good analyze what can be better and what is good also. And then to make prioritization. What is the most important things now this week to make better? And then next week, next week, and next week. Because if I try to do everything at one moment, then I kill the players. And you don't have anything anymore. So it needs to be step by step. It's the only way. I'm somebody who stays calm. I know the way to go, but I want to go fast also. And it depends how fast players react, how, how fast players understand also things. It can be that you need to explain some, some things only one time and other things ten times before they understand. And they know why to do it and how to do it. Football is a sport of 10 million or 10 billion small details. I see a lot of details they already possess and they do in a good way. And there are quite some uh, details we, we need to make better. Sean, thanks for your call. We're previewing Rangers against Hibs. We're going to hear more from Brendan Rodgers and Matt O'Reilly ahead of Hearts against Celtic on Sunday and all the other games that are oh. on as well. I mean, you're asking me for, for my team earlier. I'm, yeah. looking at, I'm afraid I can't give you a team. Because you just I'm don't unsure. know what the manager, and you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah nobody does. Yeah. I can give you a definite. Jack Butlin will start. Wow, there there's breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break, and then we're back. We'll maybe get another two or three. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to seventy percent. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Stephen McGinn. Lots of calls coming in ahead of the weekend. Where Kilmarnock, your old club, Stephen, up against Livingston. Um, no excuses on the plastic pitch. They're both playing in it every other week. Looking forward to that one tomorrow. Yeah, huge game um, for Kilmarnock. Obviously, had such a great start to the season it will, um, beating Celtic and Rangers but you think back to how long ago that that win over Celtic feels it's it's a huge game for them tomorrow and Derek McInnes will have prepared them in that manner um, you'll not have shied away for how big it is for Kilmarnock because if they don't win that game you start to look at the fixtures I know for the next few weeks they've got winnable games but you're thinking where does that, ne that next win come from if they if they don't get it tomorrow and Barry was uh, they were full of expectations start of the season look at Rugby Park Fortress Rangers came boom 
Yeah, Celtic but I still same. think Kilmarnock will, will, will do pretty well this season, yeah. Paul. Like last year, they obviously get promoted. Yeah. Obviously, Stephen was, was part of that. And I just thought last season was about making sure you stay in the Premier League. They've done that. And I think, again, they'll be looking for an improvement. Maybe two or three places up a wee bit. They'll just finish, I think, outside the playoffs. But I think they'll be they'll be safe. I think he's he's used the market pretty well this summer as well, um, Kilmarnock. But he'll... You want to go back to the way that they, they started the season because um, they looked to part at the start of the season. They've lost their way slightly, but I don't think they'll have any issues this season, Kilmarnock. Can I just say they had an open yeah. training session on Thursday amongst the, the bad weather. What a turnout they had. A Brilliant turnout, wow. yeah. Lots of kids in Kilmarnock strips. Full credit to them. and They're just desperate to bring through this next generation. They've got yep. the wee singing section, so they are going in the right direction. What are they singing? Paper Roses? Yeah. <laughs> that's the club song and isn't I've it? seen yeah. Gary McKay Stephen was training with him that's right yeah 33 he is he could um, yeah. carrying no weight whatsoever but that, could, that's good like yeah. come on they want to get in the community they sure. want to uh-huh. get fans and it was always yeah. a place back when, when I was but I used to love going down to rugby park yeah. they had a, a big pitch, pitch but it was it was a proper grass pitch it was a great pitch actually it was I, I used to always look forward to going down to a rugby park I remember when Ali McCoist was there along with Ian Durant you'll remember yep, after they got from them. Rangers did you? do you know their open day at the start of the season they had 10,000 there mm. for the open day and they sold the sports division strips I remember Tom Hunter's company at the time 10,000 people mm-hmm. for pre-season phenomenal well, if they do well, I'm sure they'll get a decent uh, yeah. support. You, you've seen um, in the playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. When Stephen, Stephen was part of it. How good um, was that? Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, you've seen the stadium. The stadium was packed. Now, if you, you do pretty well, I'm sure the Kilmarnock fans will get behind them. There's no doubt about that. And they've got a good, they've got a good backer in Bill Bowie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's one of those, I mean, until you go to Kilmarnock, it's not, I mean, it's one of those famous clubs in Scotland, yeah. one of your big clubs, but when you're in the town I mean day to day um, it's, I mean petrol station everything it's the commandant result on the Saturday oh, sure. um, I mean that used to determine where I got my petrol is that right yeah. safe <laughs> to get down the commandant and fill it up the if M8. we could remember yeah. that one that they call it the M What's after the M8? we dropped to yeah. 5th and right. I got yeah. it in Renfrewshire my petrol that week it's a great it's a great club the that's Morrison's brilliant I mean, the they're, they're yeah. just desperate yeah. for a, to go and watch their team and, and win and, and play in the right way and I was like Barry when I was a Barry when I was a St. Man player. I mean, you played at stadiums at Celtic Park and Ibrox, but yeah. for a lot of time you didn't get a touch of the ball. You were suffering for long spells, but you went to Kilmarnock. We'd take a brilliant support down from Paisley, and it was the best game of our season. We we loved it, um, and I know Derek McInnes is a big fan of grass pitches, so maybe one day. Uh, I, uh, they're trying it. to improve as a club as well because yeah. I seen a couple of months ago they're, they're building a training, training ground. That's right. A training facility, which yeah. I think is important because um, I know they'll, they'll train on their pitch, but I think having a training base and, and being away for the stadium sometimes is is good for the players. So they're trying to definitely move in the right direction, Kilmarnock. And he's been on asking you, Stephen McGinn, and also Barry Ferguson, what do you think in the championship? So tonight, Airdrie against Queen's Park. Who do you think? Both Delighted of them? it's on. Yeah. Honestly, the last few nights, and you're desperate for a game yeah, of football, sure. and you're worried that the, the wind puts it off. but Two, two good footballing teams Queen's Park in a difficult moment yeah. a lot of young players we played them last week and you could see that lacking a bit of confidence on a bad run but um, obviously we, we played Airdrie six times last year um, very good football inside and it's going to be a real open open game maybe a touch of basketball to it in terms of N10 so really looking forward to it Barry what do you reckon who do you fancy tonight Airdrie the form team probably at Queen's Park yeah, but, <laughs> a lot of good players. Yeah, yeah. but they're, they're no firing at this moment yeah. in time. Um, and, and maybe it'll take that one result, but 
Yeah, I fancy Airdrie. They've lost a bit of experience in that mm-hmm. team. Okay. They looked really young last week. Yep. When you think they'd Simon Murray and guys yeah, like But that I'm still going to go with my prediction at the start of the season. The Rovers. The championship. I think Wraith Rovers yep. will just pipped on United. So as you know, their game at Arbroath tomorrow is off. What about oh, Partick Thistle? Up, man. <laughs> oh, Could you imagine it? You can play <laughs> yeah, in July. What about... Patrick Thistle against Dundee United. So Jim Goodwin saying today, look, he's feeling it again. He's enjoying it in the dugout because he's had a horrendous 18 months or so. Is he going to be enjoying it in the dugout tomorrow? Or is it going to be... Yeah, it's a tough one going to Hill. There's no doubt. Um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll beat Patrick Thistle. I think it'll go right neck neck right mm. to the end of the season. I don't think that they'll be hard to split Wraith Rovers. I think it could come down to the final game of the season, actually. What, what do you reckon yeah. tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow yep. I mean just on Dundee United as a whole uh-huh. I think the season not totally dependent but I think a big part of it as we speak about the injuries with Rangers is yep. keeping Louis Malt fit I think if you keep Louis Malt fit uh, fit I think they'll win the league easy for you to say yeah. easy for me to say <laughs> aye. Um, I don't like the ones I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, tomorrow really difficult place to go Thistle at their best they're as good as anyone in that mm-hmm. league um, I think they might nick it and go Patrick Thistle scoreline Barry what do you reckon 2-1 Dundee United 2-1 Dundee United and Morton against Inverness Cali Thistle so we'll, I was with uh, a big Morton fan this morning when I saw you in the motorway we saw each other mm. and waved That's you up. were heading um, Govan direction maybe yep. thereabouts yep I um, was yep and I was heading to Arnold Clark so uh, Robert is a huge Morton fan um, and his wife Tracy and also Craig who was there looking after us they're all listening to the programme so is he going to be happy Robert, he's a Morton fan, playing against uh, Inverness. What do you think? Is the tide turning for them? Yeah, well, listen, one thing about Morton, I've not got the biggest budget no. to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Dougie's done a brilliant job there, I've got to be honest with you. Um, what do you think? Big Duncan charge you, Cali Thistle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go mm-hmm. one each, there you go. You're not allowed to bet against them? No. I'm okay. I know no. you don't. Stephen, what do you reckon? Well, if you were to ask me two places I wouldn't want to play tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Within a storm, oh, yeah. I'd pick a broth. Yeah. And my second choice would be Capolo. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just think the way they play, I yeah. think the wind and the conditions will suit them. So I think a home win tomorrow. It's going to be a home win. And Dunfermline against Air United, Stephen. You were up against them not that long ago, Dunfermline. Do you fancy them? Uh, I hope none of the Falkirk fans are listening because I think Dunfermline will win yeah. that tomorrow. Barry, who do you think? Yeah, I fancy. Pars or the honest man? Yep, Dunfermline. There's another place I used to love going. Where? It's such a big ground, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was always a right good atmosphere Mm -hmm. as well. Remember when they put the Arsha Turf on it? Pitch is brilliant. Yeah, it's always a good good. We we don't get the luxury in in our league this season. We've got two games at 36 or in grass, one of them being tomorrow at Stirling. um, Fourth Bank's normally in decent condition. Stephen, how's the injury going? So you've been out all season with the knee injury. Is it progressing? Yeah, I mean, it's such a slow progression. It's so frustrating. Um, thankfully, the boys have been doing the business. We're sitting top of the league. Yeah. But yeah, just getting to that point, we're just desperate to get back out there. So home to get back on the pitch uh, to train in the next couple of weeks. It's mm-hmm. been working towards. So yeah, just can't wait to get back out there. And of course, it's still in Albion, isn't it, at the weekend? And also in the SPFL Trust Trophy, the quarterfinals, Falkirk, Dundee United. It's going to be some game. Morton against Rangers B or Airdrie, Hamilton Wraith Rovers, and the New Saints, is that the Welsh team, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not somebody from Paisley. Yep. Yeah. The New Saints <laughs> against Arbroath. They're uh, all coming up. Barry, huge night for Rangers fans getting ready for the game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be excited. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, new managers coming in. I've, as I said previous, I've 
watched his, his press conference on, on Tuesday, watched it today as well for the lead up to the game against Hibs and I like what he's saying. Um, as I said, you can't ask for any more but listen, you can do all the talking you want, it's how you um, how your team produces the, the goods at the weekend and I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure the fans will go there to Ibrooks early doors, get right behind them. I'm sure the atmosphere will be electric and um, hopefully they'll drive the team towards three points. James has been on the socials at Go Football Show, a big Celtic fan asking, Mikey Johnson, does mm. he have a future at Celtic? He scored for Ireland during the week. So, Mikey, let's ask the manager, Brendan Rogers. For me, the biggest thing with Mikey was, was just about being fit. You know, at the end of the window, there was maybe a scramble about thinking about going out and loan, but he, he was coming off a nasty back problem where he hadn't trained. So for me, between the end of the window and January, he had to prove that he could, one, stay fit, stay robust, and build up his football fitness. And then we'll see if we could get some game time because he's a talented player. So thankfully, he's been able to do that. He's gone away with the international team, got some minutes, which is great. And we'll see between now and, and, and January if he gets that game time. So maybe he's I, maybe he's no. What, what about Liam Scales? It's been a phenomenal story for him. Here's Brendan Rogers speaking about the now Ireland international. It's a great story. Maybe six, seven weeks ago, wondering if he was going to be here. And as he sort of sits in here today, he's playing the Champions League and he's a full international and uh, I don't know, he's very determined to, to keep it going. So, uh, But that's how football can work. It's such a an up and down career. You think you're in a one place one moment and then the next uh, you get an opportunity and uh, of course you have to take it and he's taken it with both hands. So I'm really pleased for him. He knows he's got to continue working hard, learning and developing, but he's, he's a clever guy. <coughs> He knows that he's uh, he's done well and uh, in order now to stay in the team and keep working, he needs to keep improving. Stephen, is he a first choice? Yeah, at the minute, I think I think the jersey's his to lose. Um, obviously, I'm a good friend of mine, ex-teammate, he's a goalkeeping coach at Aberdeen and he couldn't speak highly enough of Liam Scales um, and his season up there last year, on and off the park. He, he raved about him. What I like about Liam Scales and it's been a bit of his turnaround is he's brave in terms of over in Feyenoord and in the game against Lazio there's a couple of moments where he's tried passes forward into midfield and they've cut out the team um, they've counter-attacked they've nearly led to goals and I thought I'm going to watch this and see how this plays out is he going to spend the rest of the game passing back to the goalkeeper on his full back which is a lot sure. of centre-halves have made careers out of yep. um, doing just defending don't take too many risks with the ball but, but in both games he still passed it forward if the pass was on into McGregor he still do it after the mistakes and I thought do you know what it's brave because he, let's be honest everyone had written him off at Celtic I, I, I fully expected him to be an Aberdeen player three months ago when I'm sitting I'm thinking he'll go back to Aberdeen potentially buy him they're spending a bit of money over the summer they'll buy him and Celtic have signed Navrocki they've signed Lagabielke to partner uh, Carter Vickers he'll move on but yeah, he's um, he's turned it round and and he's still a long way to go. I, I know Brendan Rodgers; he's got the shot at the minute, but with Navrocki coming back fit, Nat Phillips will be desperate for a for a game. The challenges won't go away. So, yeah, I just hope he keeps at it. Everything you hear about him is guys like that you want to do well. Did you just say Carter Vickers will move on? Do you mean in time, or did I pick you up wrong there? Because um, you said somebody will move on. I know that earlier in the week Carter Vickers was asked in the future would he be back in England. If I said that, I, yeah. I totally oh, didn't yeah. mean it. I, I just no, mean probably uh, I heard it. Yeah, listen, um, he can move yeah. on if he wants. I, I know you would say that. Yeah, no, I, I just listen. mean it, the, sure. yeah. I mean it's him plus one at the minute. Course, I mean all these sure. guys will be chatting the door saying when can I get my turn? They'll be waiting for Liam Scales to trip mm -hmm. up and, and have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. But 
as I said, you keep taking the risks yeah. and you keep playing the way Brendan Rodgers want to play, then he's only going to get better. And could you see Mikey Johnson back regularly playing? It must be tough. No, in his I, honestly, I don't. I think, I mean, we've seen turn around Liam Scales, a great example. Um, Anthony Ralston, Greg yeah. Taylor, these guys. But I just think Mikey Johnson's at stage. He's now a full, I mean, he's playing for Ireland at times. He's had that loan out in Portugal. I met him a couple of times. He's a great lad. Uh-huh. He showed real potential at times, especially in Brendan Rodgers' first spell. But just a mix through injuries, and I just can't see the opportunities going to come up. Barry, there's that many options. What do you feel on Mikey Johnson? Uh, I think he'll probably need to move on. If I'm being honest with you, look, there's no doubt he's got ability. Um, but I, I think he's at an age now, Paul. Getting picked internationally as well, he'll be looking if he's not going to get much an opportunity which I don't think he will I think he may need to look um, at moving moving on from Celtic and I'm, I'm sure listen if he is made available there'll be a few clubs taking him there's no doubt he can he can win a, a game I've seen him enough to, to see that he's got really good ability but I think he, he will struggle to get into that, that Celtic 11 and in terms of Liam Scales yeah. it's just crazy how football works it's it's yeah. crazy with um, obviously suspensions and injuries and one thing you've got to say about Liam Scales is he's grabbed it with both hands yeah. he has um, and he's get, he's improved each game Stephen makes a brilliant point I was watching that Lazio game and the first 10 or 15 minutes he's tried to play a few balls into the middle of the pitch and they've been cut out because you're playing against top level opposition but it didn't seem to affect him mm-hmm. and you've got to give him credit for that because it's easy when you give a couple of balls away poof, right, do you know what, I'm getting into areas where I can't get the ball. But he continued to want to receive it and, and fair play to him. And, and at this moment in time, I think if everybody's fit, it's Carter Vickers and Scales yeah. just now. I think the, the two new signings, or three new signings, should I say, I know Nat Phillips is in loan. Yep. I think they've got a fight in their hands now to get into the starting 11. And what about Lewis Palmer? He scored that great goal. We know it was chopped off, but he still had, what, two goals in two games? The manager spoke about him this afternoon. Very pleased. I never expect too much when players first come in. If they can come in and settle in straight away, then brilliant. But coming into this intensity and in this level can be a challenge. But yeah, you can see as he's coming off the bench or starting in games, he's starting to settle in well. Yeah, he scored a really good goal. He made two great passes in the game that could have set up goals so he's a really gifted technical player and uh, I expect his physicality to get better and better as he adapts to the uh, the intensity of the, the British game He's a find Yeah I think he's going to score up here mm-hmm. I think he's going to score I think um, even he's he's cameo Motherwell he's probably a little bit lucky I think it's a cross but it's a really dangerous cross but yeah. even he puts one in a plate for James Forrest and right away you just get that kind of gut instinct this, guy's going to, this, this guy can score goals Brendan Rodgers is still working really hard with him at the side in terms of his positioning. Defensively, at times, I couldn't help but when you're watching the Feyenoord game in Italian, you, you can just, it's almost as if he's a one-man coaching yeah. session in terms of his defensive duties. But yeah, he, he does the hardest bit of the game very well. He's going to score goals, he's going to make chances. We've not seen any of his free kicks other than off YouTube. So he's got a lot of attacking um, versatility to him and if Brendan Rodgers can improve him defensively, then what a find. Palmer. Yeah, he, he looks good. I'll be honest, I don't think he's in the same level as Jota. I, I, I honestly don't, but I think he's he's been a good find. There's no doubt about that. And, and certainly he's got a goal in him, but in terms of Jota, I, I just thought he was a, a real difference maker in the final third. And crazy that he's not playing football. No, he scored. Yeah, he scored in a friendly, didn't he? 
Oh, was was it? It? Oh, the other day. Yeah. I mean, he, he did. I know he came uh, back in for a game. You can never feel sorry for someone that's <laughs> on the money he's on. But there was a, it was a little bit sad in, in terms Isn't of the it? video. In terms of the, yeah. he was someone that a year ago was scoring in the Bernabeu, and you could yeah. see the passion. He really yeah. bought into it up here, and he's, he's scoring in front of twenty people in a reserve game. Quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go! Two games in the Premiership off tomorrow. Aberdeen against Dundee, St Johnson against Motherwell with the Storm, which we hope it will get better over the next 24 hours. Take it easy as you head to the games. Cinch Premiership off as well. Abroath against Wraith Rovers and in the first division, Cove Rangers against Montrose. Second division, Elgin against Forfar. Stenhouse Muir, Peter Head will keep you up to date here on Go Radio on the news on the air every hour tomorrow morning in case there are late call-offs. But I think it is going to get better. Talking points this week, while well, Scotland qualifying for the Euros next summer. We can't wait. So it starts early June till early July. 14th. 14th. Or 15th, Thank you, Barry. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're always organised. That right. That's good. It is, yeah, for right. a one month, 14th, I think, to the 14th. And mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Stephen McGinn's here, so too. Barry Ferguson, lots of calls being coming in tonight. A lot of Rangers fans looking forward to tomorrow. And Barry, I agree. I, I, do you know what? It's impossible to tell what his lineup is mm-hmm. going to be tomorrow because we don't know. Yeah, and in terms of the, the players that are coming back, is Ryan Jack come through every single session? Is Cantwell come through every single session? Can Danilo play with the, the mask on? Um, so we're no privacy what goes on inside the, the training ground, but um, I'm sure he'll he'll go with the players that have impressed him. And as I said, Paul, he's done his homework mm. over the last couple of weeks before he get announced. He had mentioned that he'd watched every single game. Um, but listen, it's I think you, you can tell more about the players when you see them close up in training. But where it really matters is when the whistle goes and I'm at a match day. That's when he, he'll, he'll get the sense of who's going to be coming forward with him and who can uh, last out the period that the manager's going to be in charge. I remember, obviously, Paul Le Guin is often mentioned, Barry, when people say, oh, you know, managers coming in with a big reputation from abroad. But Dick Advocat came in. And but he got he, the game. He understood yeah, the right. game. He was respectful. So the, to ask you, what was the difference with... Just respectful with the, he, yeah. what Scottish football was all about. Look, technically, it's not the best league, but I tell you what, there's a lot of good players. There's a lot of tough games, Paul. It's not easy to play in the Premier League. And Stephen will back me up. And I, say, I said that to many of players who came from... The Bundesliga or, or La Liga in, in Spain or the Italian league. Listen, if you're not at it, if you're not on it hundred percent, you'll get found out. No hiding place. No, and and they got managers like that got it, um, and other managers I think are, are just ignorant in the Scottish game. Because um, I said it's a tough place to play at home. Sometimes that you get a bit more of the ball. There's no doubt. But see when you go away to places like a St. Man, a, a Motherwell, Hearts, Hibs. Pito- uh, sorry Aberdeen at Petodre Dingwall listen they're, they're, they're tough mm. and if you you can't just think you can turn up because you've got good players and win the game Paul that's impossible you have to turn up with the right mindset and if you do that you've got a real good chance of winning the game if you don't you'll get found out big time Stephen what was it like when you were let's say St Mirren and Rangers came to town listen they were the the hardest and easiest games of your season in terms of the hardest in terms of I mean when Celtic Rangers some of those teams at the time, obviously Barry's team got to a, a European final, top teams. At times you suffered, but there was always those occasions, maybe with rotation, 
uh, you would look at their team would come in you think oh there's certain players in, in each squad Celtic Rangers you think oh three or four of them a wee bit they might not fancy it and you look to to get close to them you'd there was players obviously the top ones we'd maybe get close to him see if he fancies it and you think oh not sure I'm trying that again uh-huh. um, but three or four in the team you think if we can just keep this tight if we can get to 60 minutes and the, the, the Ibrooks or Celtic mm-hmm. Park crowds start to turn and there's something there for us and that's what Barry said they would face that every week three times a week yeah. um, in terms of our easiest that, that was one time of your season where you could walk away and everyone say well you weren't supposed to win our battles were, were elsewhere but those occasions you would, you, you would try and sense a weakness in those Rangers or Celtic teams and just keep it close and, and try and expose that I always wonder I was always respectful because they're playing at a smaller club listen they're good players there yeah, sure. and they've maybe not have had that wee stroke of luck that some other players have had yeah. but they're good players and, and listen if you think you can just turn up and go on that pitch because you've got a Rangers strip on you've not got a, a, a God-given right to win the game you need to earn the right to win games um, and, and that's the, the kind of attitude I always had mm. listen you're not going to win every game but if you have that kind of attitude I think you'll win more than you're, you'll certainly lose uh, there was a game there was a game uh, Barry will not remember it there was a game I got sent on just to right, stop Barry getting on the ball here Okay, was it at, at Love Street or Ibrooks. at Ibrooks okay. we, we'd got it back to, and then we got it back to 2-1 mm-hmm. and, and it was really tight I mean, some of the games were quite tight it was, it was a few times where they blew us away but sometimes you just right, just stop so and so getting on the ball Barry, maybe Barry or, so what did you do against them that me. day <laughs> did you? <laughs> no. it was just, I mean, how'd you go on? there's a saying it's like stop him getting on it and, uh-huh. and it is you almost like you are touch tight you're almost and your other midfielders are maybe allowing the pass can, to get into the other midfield because he can't do the, the damage. I'm not just saying that because Barry's yeah. on the show, but he was one of the top players. That yeah. You sure. say, right, he'll, he'll, he will be at it. He will dictate the game if you let him. Just make sure if someone's to dictate the game, it's not him, it's, it's his partner in midfield. For sure. Do you remember it? I, I remember every game. Like, I know, as I said, yeah. Paul, I, I was always, always looked, obviously we knew who we were playing the following yeah. week and we'd done our video stuff but there was real good <coughs> players and I always said this and I, I'll maintain what I say you need a bit of luck in football and listen some players go to the, the, the biggest clubs and other players don't because they maybe don't get that opportunity yeah, sure. um, and as I said there was always tough game. The, the, every game every game you come up against certainly away from, away from home was, was the ones where uh, you get found out you really get found out if you just um, thought you were turning up just because as I mentioned because you're playing with Rangers you've, you've yep. got to show a, an attitude because you know who you're playing against is going to show an attitude and a real desire and you need to match that 50,000 tomorrow he was asked is that one of the reasons why you came to Glasgow? I like it it's also one of the reasons why I came here and not in other places because I love the passion I'm a football addict. Um, I love atmosphere in a stadium, but it's not like the first time you do it. It's different. When it was the first time in, in my player career, it was different. Now you're more used to those things. Uh, no, I, I will be. My, my focus will be on the players. Not that all the fans are what they are thinking uh, about me. That's not important. It's about the players. It's about the pitch. It's about winning games. And it's about playing better and better football with a dominant, aggressive style. So Stephen thinks... He's yeah. not all about him. Uh-huh. You like that? I like that. I like, that. I, like yeah. I, th- I think when you listen to some managers, it's all about them. It's all about me, me, me. No, it's about Rangers, it's about the players, it's about the supporters. 
So he's saying all the right things. Um, and again, you, you've got to yeah. be impressed with him. He, he has spoke really well, but as I said, <laughs> you need to win games. Yeah. He, has much to, he wants to be a father figure. I see yeah. that Gordon Strachan babysat for him and that. his wife when mm-hmm. they came to Coventry years ago, which is good. Sorry, Stephen. No, I'm just saying yeah. that, I mean, speak about the, the, the new manager and coming in, fresh ideas, everything. They've got a double header coming up yeah. and so do Celtic, Glasgow yep. v Edinburgh. Rangers play them both at home, Celtic mm-hmm. play them both away. Very early on, he's going to, have to realise. I mean, Celtic could drop points, and we think of Brendan Rodgers' invincible team. The run eventually finished to yep. probably quite a poor Hearts team was, on paper. Yep. So at any time, you can lose at Easter Road or Tynecastle. Yep. Rangers have to do the job. They have to look for any opportunity over this next few weeks. But it is tough for Celtic to to gain some points back because their tough run comes over the Christmas period. For sure. So three two, you think for Rangers? I, just, I, I think there's goals yeah. in the Hibs team. Yeah, sure. Um, I think it'll be an open game. Um, I think Rangers might edge it. Barry, what do you reckon? Stephen yeah. made a good point the first hour. I mean, Boyle, he's a real danger. Mm. I think he's got better wage, Martin yeah. Boyle, and Yuan. Yeah, Yuan. Who is in, in real good form just before the international break, a double. Mm-hmm. He looks to me, if he's he's been let off a leash a wee bit, he looks to be playing with a bit of freedom. Um, so, Hibs have certainly got players that can hurt you, um, and they need to be wary of that. And I like what Clement said. Listen, it's great. He wants to go and attack, but also there needs to be a structure behind that. They need to make sure they're solid. They can't be wide open because the two players that I've mentioned, if you're wide open, you're playing right into their hands. So what's the scoreline? What do you reckon? Uh, boy, I, I think it'll be an edgy 2-0 I'll go. 2-0? Yeah, I, I think, yep. I think yep. it'll be tough. I, I don't think it'll be an easy 2-0, Paul. I don't. Brendan yeah. Rodgers takes his Celtic to Tencastle on Sunday. No, it's it's brilliant. Listen, the they're all tough games up here. There's there's never an easy game. You have to earn the right, and and it'll be the same at the weekend. But we're entering into a run of games now, which is really exciting. And uh, and Tynecastle is the first of those. So we'll prepare for a tough game, and uh, but we'll look to, to work how we have been and and look to play with our intensity and, and our work rate and hopefully then our quality can come through he was manager of the month the player of the month Matt O'Reilly yes yeah, nice um, I found out yesterday so obviously that my mum and dad know girlfriend and family so they were obviously quite proud um, but yeah no, it's not really about me at the end of the day you know, I'm just quite grateful to play here in this team and obviously playing in a good team naturally helps you win individual accolades so I'm lucky enough to do that so you both think Rangers will win tomorrow, which will take it to four points. Stephen, what's going to happen? Tynecastle? Yeah, well, I think I've gone for Celtic to win 3-1. I think it might suit suit them more um, in terms of the last few games. Um, I think Kyogo's been quite quiet. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the new style under Brendan Rodgers, it's recently he's found it harder to get chances. But I think uh, Stephen Naismith will have a go on Sunday. I think they'll play higher up the park. I think they'll press Celtic high and... It'll give him an opportunity to get him behind, so I think they'll just have enough to win 3-1. 3-1 Celtic. He's reading my mind. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll go Hearts 1, Celtic 3 as well. That's what I've got written down. Uh-huh. And Kyle go back on the score sheet. Un- unlike him not scoring you know, in the league for a, a couple of games, but he ha- has been such a signing. Yeah, listen, if he, he doesn't score, Paul, he still brings a lot to the Celtic team as well. He still brings that quality, but one thing about him is centre-backs will hate playing against him because he's, he's a buzz bomb. And he's, he's always on the move um, but yep well, in terms of Rangers they've got to go in with the mindset that Celtic are, are going to um, pick up points and that they can't as I said uh, fall any further behind so I think both will win at the weekend 
Thanks to everyone who joined us tonight, not least Jim White, who was on earlier with the news that he understands it's likely... You'll know exactly Graham how many Sunnis. books he's sold, won't he? <laughs> he will, but Graham Sunnis is going to be involved at Rangers. He reckons that is highly likely. Thanks, Barry. Have a great weekend. Yep. Look after that knee. You too, Stephen. Back soon. Both Thanks, back Bob. next week. Barry back on Monday at five, along with Mark Guidi. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.